0: The Lupus Living Podcast. Today's episode Lupus and Your Love Life. Hello everyone, and welcome to today's episode of the Lupus Living Podcast. This is Gwen Alexander, your host. This is a podcast to help those of you living with lupus navigate the challenges that you face. This podcast is also to help the loved ones of those living with lupus understand what we go through while living with this disease. I say welcome and thank you for listening to the podcast. And it's currently Lupus Awareness Month, and this year... I would like to release an episode made specifically for people that don't live with lupus, but I need your help with this. I want to do an episode titled, What I Wish You Knew About Living With Lupus. The way I need your help is, please let me know what you wish others knew about living with this disease, and I'll read the comments on the episode. You can send me an email, gwen at or send me a message through the Lupus Living Facebook page or the Instagram page. Facebook is facebook.com backslash lupus living podcast. And In Instagram, it's at the lupus living podcast. Lupus and your love life. Now, I have to admit, I do not feel qualified to talk about finding love and dating. I was a teenager that never dated because I was so focused on my studies and practicing for piano competitions. I didn't go to my prom or homecoming dances. I had my first kind boyfriend when I was 22 years old. And I was married for a short time after that. Then this happened many years ago. After my divorce, I was single for several years again before I dated. And that was somewhat by choice. And there were a few guys that I was interested in, but they weren't interested in me. So I got to the point where I I accepted I would probably be single for the rest of my life. I had gotten to the point where I was okay with that. No big deal. And of course, this was before I had lupus. I wasn't thinking about how living with a chronic illness would affect my dating life. It doesn't matter if you're single and looking in a committed relationship, lupus affects your love life. Now I'll talk a little about, a little bit about the intimate part of the relationship. So if you have little ones listening, you may want to wait to listen to this episode as an, at another time. I'm going to break up this episode into two sections. Single and they're out dating and those in a committed relationship, that you know, you're know you either married or maybe you've been with a person long term. And then I'll talk about the intimate part just a little bit at the end. So those that are single and looking, you're in the dating game there. Now from my own experience, it was hard enough to be single and looking when I wasn't dealing with lupus. Trying to navigate learning about a person and if this is someone that you feel you would be able to trust, what happens if you have to cancel a first date because you have a flare-up? Would you feel comfortable sharing with that person about the disease that you're living with? You might not want to share that right away with someone that, hey, hey, I have lupus. I read some articles where the person lets their date know like right away that they have lupus. Now, they said usually their date will ask a lot of questions after they Googled, what is this? And be prepared unless you're going on a date with someone with lupus or if they have a family member with lupus. You will probably be answering a lot of questions about how you deal with this. Another reaction you might get from your dates are they might not be able to handle what you live with. When you feel comfortable sharing your health information, that could include the fatigue, the kidney problems or the medications that you're taking and everything else that comes with living with lupus. They might want to discontinue talking to you. Now hopefully they will be respectful enough to tell you this and not just not say anything anymore. That would be tough to deal with. Here you are opening yourself up to this person and basically they're saying, I can't handle this but I'm not going to tell you. Every interaction doesn't have to end like this. They might be okay with the fact that you have to cancel at the last minute because you're just too tired or you're in too much pain to do anything. They might realize that if you are going to do something like go hiking, you need time to prepare or you might not be able to do it. So that's something you might want to talk to them ahead of time about. How do you know when it's the time to tell someone that you have lupus? Well, that depends on how comfortable you are with that person. Do you tell them on the first date? Do you tell them after they seem or both of you seem that we want something longer term? I can't tell you when the magic time is to tell them. You may want to say something on the first date, maybe just kind of in passing, just like, hey, have you ever heard of something called lupus? You don't have to go into a lot of detail, and that might put something in their mind that they'll do research on it if they're not really familiar with it. If you're using an online dating platform, do you include a description or in your profile description that you have a chronic illness? Now, I have to admit, I have not used any dating apps or dating sites. My experience with online dating was back in the late 90s or early 2000s. And this was when AOL, or America Online, had like the chat rooms and the instant messaging. And that instant messaging thing was high tech for that time. That's actually how I met my ex-husband. It was online. And at that time, when people would ask me how we met, I would tell them, well, we met online. And it wasn't very common at that time. So I could tell by the look on their face, it was kind of, they kind of disapproved of it. And at the time, that kind of meant meeting online meant something, something must be wrong with you if you can't get a date in supposedly real life. And I'm doing air quotes there. But I noticed attitudes were changing A few years after that, when someone I knew that gave me one of those disapproving looks mentioned that their aunt had met someone online, that was about two years after that I had my experience. So that would have been maybe around 2002. And when they said that, I looked at them and thought, so it's okay for your aunt to do this, but it wasn't okay for me. So fast forward to today, And many people have met their special someone on a dating app. I think the last I read it was almost 88, 89 percent, if I can remember correctly. And from what I've heard from my friends that are using these apps, you still write a profile or something about yourself. So in that profile, should you say, you know, my name is so-and-so, I have lupus, I have a chronic illness. Uh, Again, that depends on how comfortable you are with disclosing that if you prefer not to place the actual uh, lupus in your profile, maybe you could say, here are the activities I enjoy or that I do most of the time. And if you can do outdoor activities, you know, list which ones you can do. There may be only specific ones that you can handle because of the way the disease affects your body. I'm not an online dating profile expert, but it, to me, it would seem like specifying those activities that you like without saying I am limited because of lupus might work to connect you with someone who has the same interest. Now, what if you're in a long term dating relationship or you're married? Maybe your lupus diagnosis came about after you were already in the relationship or, you know, you're already been married for several years. Your significant other might remember you before and after what you were like you know, before you were diagnosed with lupus. They've seen you begin to maybe slow down because your body hurts so much. They've seen you go in and out of the hospital because your body is attacking itself and the doctors at one time probably couldn't figure out what in the world is going on with you. That could place a strain on your your relationship because your dynamics of how you each uh, interact with each other might be changing. So that could put a strain on your relationship because... Maybe you're not as active as you were before. Your relationship may have been going places to socialize with friends or every other weekend you would go to events and just walk around. There would be maybe an occasional movie night when you stayed home, but you, you were both really active going out doing things. I've read stories of people that they got to the point in their relationship their partner almost seemed more like a caregiver. And there are some stories I read when the person that didn't have lupus Was getting aggravated because the person with lupus had changed. Lupus changes people. Even when you get it somewhat under control, you may not be at the same activity level you were before you had it. One reason your partner might have a hard time accepting you have lupus is there is nothing they can do to make it better. They can't make your muscle pain go away, they can't make the fatigue go away. They love you so much and can't help you with this disease. And as I've mentioned in past episodes, it's hard for someone not living with an autoimmune disease to understand what we go through. They may take it when we say, hey, I'm tired just as, well, go take a nap. Now we know tired means I need three days of sleep and maybe then I can function after that. Maybe you can take moments to explain to your partner how you need their help to help you with managing your lupus symptoms. If they want to do a road trip, Ask them to give you, I don't know, a few weeks, whatever your time frame is, so you can plan and also get some rest before and after the trip. Ask them to let you know about activities as far ahead of time as they can because this will help you both to be able to enjoy the time you have together because then you could plan whatever rest you need. Now, this leads into the next area that I will talk briefly on, and that's the intimate part of your relationship. Let me state before I talk about this, I am not a sex expert or no do I claim to be. I'm no Dr. Ruth Westheimer. Now, some of you may not remember her, but when I was a kid, I I don't know if I was like eight, 10 years old, you rarely heard anyone on TV talking about sex, much less a short of stature woman, which I think I read she's four, seven, uh, and she's a mature lady because now she is 93 years old. And... At that time, I don't let's see, I didn't do the math to see how old she would have been. But to, you know, to a 10 year old, everybody looks older. And uh, they called her Dr. Ruth. And I actually just Googled her. And like I said, she's still alive. She's 93 and she's still giving advice. It's hard to be intimate with someone when your body hurts and you have brain fog. So you're not thinking romantic thoughts. I read one woman's story of dating with lupus and she said, Because of the weight she had uh, gained from the, the medications that she had taken and just from the disease, she didn't feel attractive anymore. And there are also the side effects of the medications you may be on. It might not make you feel like being intimate. And the first thing I would recommend is talking to your doctor about this. If it's your medications causing you to not be in the mood, there might be another one that they can prescribe for you that won't have that side effect. I read an article with the story of someone uh, who said that they take Tylenol a few hours before to help them to where their body doesn't hurt and they feel better and then they enjoy the time with their partner. I know this might take the next one might take the romance out of the moment, but why not schedule a time? Let me explain. You know when your body and mind is at its best. Maybe the beginning of the week is when you have more energy because you are able to get some rest during the weekend. Monday or Tuesday might be the time you feel your best and ready to enjoy some time with your partner. You might be at your best by the end of the week. Everyone is different. This is also one of the things to talk to your partner about. Let them know you feel your best around those days so that, you know, you both can spend some time together. Something else to note, your time together doesn't always have to end in sex. It could be you just enjoy being with each other without having to talk about responsibilities that you have in your life. You might find this relaxes you and things just kind of start to happen. Can you tell that I don't talk about this very often? So maybe you might want to go listen to Dr. Ruth. I think she has YouTube videos because she's way better at this than I am. My advice is to find what works for you and your partner. Everyone has an opinion on how relationships should be or how your intimate life should be. It doesn't matter what everyone else thinks. If you and your partner figure out what works for both of you and you feel safe, then that's great. It's good to read articles and books to give you some ideas. And you don't have to do everything they say, but just take what you can use, uh, what they present and figure out how it'll fit into your relationships. I hope today's episode was a help for you. Just because we have lupus doesn't mean we don't want a special person in our lives. It also doesn't mean that we can't have a meaningful relationship with someone just because we may have limitations because of this disease. If you have questions about today's episode, let me know. You can email me, Gwen, at com or contact me through the Facebook page or the Instagram page. And you can also send me a message through the website, com and click the contact button. And if you have written me, I've tried to answer all emails, but don't forget to check your spam folder because sometimes when I reply, it may go in there. I usually leave you with a quote at the end of each episode from someone. I was looking for one about true love and I have to admit, I didn't like any of them. So I thought I'd quickly come up with something that I've learned over the years. So today's quote is from me, Gwen Alexander and that quote is true love isn't always flowers and romantic dinners true love is when someone knows the real you and is happy to have the real you as part of their life the information in this podcast is for informational purposes only the views of any guest on the podcast are their own the host of the podcast is not a medical professional You should consult with your doctor or medical professional before you make any changes that may affect your health in any way.